Hi, everybody, and welcome to the fifth quarter show from the Acres Broadcast Center at Memorial Stadium. I'm Bill Dolman. Jay Foreman will be alongside shortly. Are you not entertained? Are you not relieved? Nebraska wins it over North Dakota by a score of 38 to 17, a game that was tied 7 all at halftime, 17 all midway through the second half. Nebraska scores the final 21 points of the game to pick up one win number one on the 2022 campaign. The Huskers showed a lot of moxie in that fifth quarter, especially on that final drive, 11 plays, 89 yards, 4 minutes and 25 seconds off the clock. The key play, the pass from Casey Thompson, to Trey Palmer on third down and 14 from the Nebraska seven-yard line, a pickup of 32 yards, a huge play in that game. It was also huge because it prolonged the drive and gave Nebraska's black shirts and that defense something that it has really not had much of this year in two games, and that's a bit of a break. Nine times, if you include halftime, nine times Nebraska had drives of two minutes or less in this game. So that defense was out there an awful lot once again. But that play enabled the Huskers to sustain that drive and uh, go on to score the final points of the game and win it by a score of 38-17. to Nebraska 437 yards of total offense in the game uh, and running the ball a lot more this uh, this week. 244 yards on the ground. And what a game by Anthony Grant. 23 carries, 189 yards, and two touchdowns. Had a long of 46 yards. Casey Thompson did not have to put the ball in the air quite as much as he did last week. In fact, half as much. 14 of 21 in the game for 193 yards, hitting 67% of his passes. So fairly efficient for Casey. Great day for uh, Anthony Grant. A.J. Allen in his Memorial Stadium debut, 11 carries for 58 yards, and Jay Foreman is alongside. Jay, a little more relieving this week, especially (laughs) with the way things turned out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was a polar opposite last week where they were able to kind of physically uh, impose themselves on uh, a valiant North Dakota team. Uh, Definitely uh, brought their I wouldn't say they're a game, but they they played good enough to where they you know scared Nebraska for at least three and a half quarters. But Nebraska was able to, able to pull away. Um, the run attack pretty much led the way. I mean, I don't think the the passing attack was de- nearly as efficient, and that's what you expected. Maybe North Dakota came in trying to take that away, um, but they were able to get some big runs and some timely runs. And and you know you got to give it to Anthony Grant to where. You know, maybe people thought like last week was a fluke, you know, the 46-yard run. Um, I didn't because he made the guy miss in a short area, broke a tackle, and then went, you know, to the house for 46 yards. Then he did it again uh, today. Welcome back to the Fifth Quarter Show. I'm Bill Dolman with Jay Foreman, Nebraska 38, North Dakota 17, a game that was tied at 7 at the break, tied at 17 in the second half. Nebraska scores the final 21 points of the game to pick up win number one on the year in front of the 383rd consecutive sellout at Memorial Stadium. The Husker ground game is powered by Sap Brothers. The Huskers rush for 244 yards, which means fans can receive 24 cents off each gallon of gas tomorrow at Sap Brothers Travel Centers. Redeem inside before fueling. Details at sapbrothers.net. Husker ground game powered by Sap Brothers. And Jay, as a defender, I mentioned this uh, just a moment ago, 
Nebraska had nine drives in this game in which they were two minutes or less in possession time, including the 13 seconds at the end of the half. So we're not going to count that. But four quick scoring drives and a couple of turnovers. Once again, that defense had an opportunity to kind of wear down. The energy was there, but that last drive at the end of the game, four minutes and 25 seconds, they finally got a chance to catch a break, and that was huge. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, a total opposite of last week where they were able to catch their second win, as we used to like to say. Um, you know, it's great when you have short drives and you score because that gives a lot of energy to the whole team. But when you have short drives and you don't score or have a turnover – uh, it's not very good. So I think there's they're still a work in progress. Have you seen it? I mean, uh, yeah, Nebraska won by 21, but uh, if you watch the whole game, it wasn't a 21-point game. And I, it, 21 points, you can go from down 7 to 21 very quickly when you're a team like North Dakota versus a team like Nebraska where the talent gap is so huge. And then you have to get out of your, I guess, DNA per se and start to you know be more aggressive and gamble than Nebraska was able to take advantage of it. But I'm, I'm I like the the uh, the Anthony Grant. I, I like the I liked him last week, you know, and I like him even more this week. I like his ability to make something out of nothing. Some of his 12 yard runs were supposed to be two yards losses. Those things are huge. Those aren't the ones that you're going to see that uh, I guess on social media or nothing like that. They're going to talk about the big touchdown runs. But what that does to a defense where two or three guys. Um, Missed. I mean, we've we've been there where we missed what it seemed like twenty five tackles last week. We missed uh, quite a few this week. But when you miss tackles in the backfield and multiple times, and a guy is breaking through your defense, that's just like a huge third down that you give up on third and sixteen. It's a gut punch to the defense. It wears you down both physically and mentally. And I like it that Nebraska stuck with the run game. I think the offensive passing game was decent. wasn't as electrifying as last week, but some games you don't have it and but then they were able to uh line up and and make some hay you know um with conventional run game and that's what we wanted to see eight different uh receivers caught passes uh in this game and uh while anthony grant is certainly going to get a lot of headlines there are a couple of players you got to feel pretty good for and and by the way matt Cotney will be long uh, in just a few moments with uh the highlights and uh, also the scoreboard, and we'll hear from Matt and Jay on Big Red Reaction a little bit later on, and Scott Frost will be coming to the podium shortly, so stick around for all of that. But uh, one guy you got to feel good, pretty good for is Nate Borkercher. Yeah. You know, Travis Vokalek is out, and last week against Northwestern, he was so critical, especially on third downs. When he went out, that gave Northwestern to able to the ability to adjust to other receivers, kind of shut down Nebraska's offense. So Borkercher comes in. Gets a touchdown pass, right. two catches on the day. Chancellor Brewington scored the last uh, touchdown right. uh, with Jay Foreman. I'm Bill Dolman. Matt Cotney still to come with the uh, highlights as well as the scoreboard. And Jay, listening to Scott there, it sounds like he is kind of relieved, satisfied with the win, but relieved that this week is over. The travel back from Ireland, sure. trying to get his team back and everybody on page, a little worn down. And but has to be at least buoyed by the second half performance to get that win and break that 17 all tie. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, your I guess the last impression is going to be your lasting impression. You know, they they were able to turn it on and and uh, separate themselves regardless of uh, who they were playing. And like you said, you got to give uh, North Dakota credit. They practiced. They came in ready to go. Um, they brought it to us. I felt like from a physicality standpoint. Uh, at the beginning, and then Nebraska counterpunched, and obviously we were able to 
stand up obviously a lot better than we did last week. And, uh, you know, traveling overseas, coming right back, trying to get kids to adjust back to a regular schedule for a 2.30 game uh, is a big a big task. Uh, and you got to give uh, the coaches, players, um, you know, the training staff and administrators a ton of credit, you know, to kind of get back to some sort of normalcy. And then the, the players embracing it and also understanding – uh, twofold, you know, they they really laid a big egg last week, you know, and um, you know, I think towards the end of the week they finally came to terms with they lost. I think the first couple of days they did they they really didn't think they lost. They were kind of thought it was a bad dream, but they felt like they they finally came to the realization that they lost, and then embraced a new challenge and understood they got to do their job better individually and collectively. And uh, North Dakota is not going to back down and. That's how you saw a team that was able to rebound after, you know, quite frankly, it looked kind of real choppy. You know, some good, some bad. Like you said, some good, some bad, some bad, and then, you know, a little bit of good. So it was kind of nothing real <laughs> consistent. But towards the end of the game, when you needed to do it, they, they were able to pull it, pull out and do it, uh, you know, pull through and win by, you know, 21 points or, you know, pretty much 14 so that's something that you can really, really build upon. I mean, the, the chips were stacked against Nebraska to lay another egg. A, a game, you know, a North Dakota team that took South Dakota State to the to the wire last year, North Dakota State to the wire last year, both teams that are in the national title hunt and they're, you know, obviously in their division. And I think Southern Illinois or whoever was a number four team I, you know, was watching or looked at their record last year. So they are – pretty much just like nebraska they're they're bigger than you know you normally would think like when if we played in a, you know north dakota back when i was playing their offensive line might be like 20 or 30 pounds heavier they had some big boys they mm-hmm. could play they got guys that transferred in and they're well coached team and they're tough they have a lot of pride in in, in what they do i mean and so they weren't going to come down to lincoln and let you beat up on them and have like a uh, rebound game and so nebraska was able to rebound themselves and so it's credit to the players. Hopefully they get off their feet, rested, recovered, and focus on. Now the big the big thing for them, which is going to be for me, is how do you deal with somewhat success? This is this is like the uh, the kind of like, if, you know, everybody says like with Nebraska football, it's mental. Well, it, it's not mental about losing the games, okay? The problem is they don't know how to deal with success and, and or hadn't been able to deal with success or what they viewed as success. And so now it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach it and then double down on it and put on a good performance because I'm assuming Georgia Southern is going to be just as good, probably a little bit more athletic, um, just as hungry, and a tremendous opportunity for their program to have a signature win at Nebraska. And so you got to understand there's no, there's no, there's no weekend off. It's yeah. something that you have to embrace. You know, listening to Scott, too, and he said, I would like to have seen the performance in the first half that we saw in the second half. And I think that you can take that as a positive that had Nebraska jumped out to a reasonably, say, 21-point lead, comfortable lead in the first half, and then you go 7-7 and the rest of the way and you don't finish strong, that might be a little more concerning than, okay, we got up to this slow start, but at least you scored the last 21 points. You, you, You put the finishing touches on it. And you've got the the, with the win thirty eight seventeen. But another thing that that strikes me too, and you know, having been around Nebraska football and, and and you and as well, the home opener is a special deal. 
It you is. open up Memorial Stadium, especially on a day like this, 80 degrees, blue skies, nothing but the sea of red, nearly 90,000 people in the stadium. Nebraska's got 151 guys on the roster. Right. 110 of them are freshmen, redshirt freshmen, or sophomores. Right. And you have 44 newcomers. Right. So it's one thing to say, look, I transferred in from an, an FCS or an FBS program, or I've got some experience, or I dressed out last year. When you come to Memorial Stadium for that first game, it there's just something about it that you have to take in. I'm sure the nerves were going a little bit more than usual. It's it's quite the atmosphere to have to play in and play well. Yeah, it's totally different, and uh, it's pressure, it's anxiety, and it's uh, you know want to that you can't replicate it. You can do you can practice in the stadium all you want. You can throw on crowd noise. You could have me tell you about it. You tell you about <laughs> different games and how it's going to be until you to until you experience it. You won't understand it, and then once you kind of get some games under your belt, then you you know then it's kind of second nature. And so you know, there's, like I said, there's a lot of I guess ways that North Dakota was set up to win this game. I mean, going in seven and seven at halftime, it very well could have been like here we go again. They got the ball, went right down the field, and um, that tells you they're gonna they're they're you know something as of right now, or there's glimpses of something that's totally different from last year where you have that competitive edge that we're going to show you and not prove to you that you're wrong. We're going to show you that we're right. And that's what I think Nebraska should do. Instead of, like, running from expectations or, you know, running from criticism, which has all been, you know, up to this point, all been fair, um, as long as it's not personal, and and then when you embrace the expectations, you're proving yourself right. You're proving, you know, if you you know if you really believe in something, which is you're believing that you're a good team, you're going on and proving yourself right. Because you, the people that don't want you to be good or don't think you're good, they're really never going to change their mind. You know what I'm saying? And so they're going to find a something wrong with every solution that you have. So I think that um, I think you know Northwestern could hopefully. I mean, maybe at the end of the season we look back and that was a good reality check for some of those guys. Um, it's only natural for them to maybe believe the hype and read, you know, some you know newspaper clippings. They don't have newspapers hardly anymore, but you know the <laughs> social media posts and what everybody's saying. And uh, you know they got taught a lesson in sports. You know it's all great to be, uh, I guess, a paper champion like we used to call or internet champion. And but you know once you fight, you know once you go on those white lines, Northwestern, North Dakota, uh, Georgia Southern, certainly Oklahoma really doesn't care. So. It's a step in the right direction. Um, it's really good to see them end the way, like like Scott said. It would have been great to have two two halves like that. But to be honest with you, you're, it's going to be more of a very rare occurrence to get two halves where you can really blow through blow through a team. I mean, you know, on paper they should win eight games. You know, seven eight games. I mean, or whatever. You know, I mean they should. I mean, realistically, it should. But it's not going to be easy. So every game is going to be tough. So they got to really stay. That's why practice and how you mentally prepare is just as huge in, in as them lifting weights and being fresh. Because the mental part of answering the bell again, which starts tomorrow, like, okay, be happy until 7 o'clock or one of you wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow's Georgia Southern, and then we you know, got to you know, work from there. 
Recapping the game just a bit, Nebraska jumped out to a 7 nothing lead in the first quarter. North Dakota responded with a touchdown right before the half after a Nebraska missed field goal. 16 plays more than, well, nearly seven minutes off the clock to tie it up at seven at the break. 27 points scored between the two teams in quarter number three, and the Huskers put 14 on the board in uh, the fourth quarter to win at 38-17. Before we give way to Matt Cotney with his highlights, I want to uh, ask you real quick about Nebraska's defense. They got its first couple of sacks, a couple tackles for losses. No Nick Heinrich out there in the linebacker spot today. Isaac Gifford, uh, Garrett Nelson, uh, eight tackles apiece to lead the way. Luke Reimer, another seven. Ernest Hausman, the freshman, six tackles on the day. And, and uh, you know, Garrett Nelson took to the uh, the podium to meet the media. He still had his game uniform on, and my guess is he'll probably sleep in it and be ready to go to work right away tomorrow morning. That's just the kind of guy that he is. But uh, how about your Blackshirt brothers and what they did in uh, getting a couple sacks, a couple tackle for losses, and then uh, shutting them down the last uh, quarter and a half? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they, you know, they're a prideful unit you know they got embarrassed last week um or they embarrassed themselves however you want to look at it and it takes a a pretty tough um you know mindset to come back and go back to work it's not by no means perfect you know there's still some things they need to clean up but you know it was good to see garrett who's a captain uh nebraska kid from way, way out in scott's bluff uh be the one that kind of broke the seal the sack force fumble kind of turned the game around and it was a Great rush by him, and it was an opportunity to make a huge play. Uh, and I think that a newcomer uh, win, uh, you know, recovered the fumble. So I mean, it's it's kind of you know old, you know old and new. And then you saw O'Shawn Mathis get a sack. You saw more tackle for loss. You saw a local kid, Luke Gifford, or uh, not Luke or Gifford, um, Isaac. Ma- Isaac Gifford, sorry, and uh, make some good plays. So that's good. That you know, because I thought he played pretty decent last week. So then you see some consistency, consistency there. Um, so, you know, I was happy for them. I'm proud of them that they were able to come back and play well and then shut the game down like they should have. Um, but also they, they will tell you to, uh, you know, a person that they can play a lot better. So like Scott said, he's like, this team could be good. They're not there yet. But it's a good thing because you can con- you, you have to constantly push these guys and they have to answer. The, the, you got to as, as, as much as you answered the call last week after embarrassing yourself. Right. And hearing everybody telling you how you laid an egg, which. They did. Let's not lie to each other now. Let's. I mean, we're all in the circle of trust, right? That's the whatever, whatever that movie was. We're all in the little circle of trust, right? We're on the elevator. Meet the parents. Yeah, Robert meet De Niro. the parents. Yeah, we're we're on the we're on the elevator or whatever, and it's shut down. Let's all kind of have a you know kumbaya. But they were able to make adjustments, rebound, and keep at it, and that's that's a a quality that you can't recruit, teach. It's just in them, and that lets you know that they care. It's by no means where it needs to be. But, again, as much as it's going to push the players, I think it's going to push the coaches too, you know, because it's not like, all right, we, you can feel comfortable. We know we're going to be consistent. We know, we, we, you know, now you got to constantly, not always kind of ride them, but you're constantly pushing them, and they're constantly pushing you. So I think, if you know, when they're in it together, I think it'll work out well. Lots of good things to talk about today because Nebraska gets win number one on the season, 38-17, to 17, the win over North Dakota. They'll turn their attention to Georgia Southern next week, and there's a team coming from the south. Oklahoma will be here in a couple of weeks, but it's a great way to open up Memorial Stadium for 2022. Welcome back, Dan. We're outside the Husker locker in Nebraska, a 38-17 winner over North Dakota today. I think you knew going into the game you were going to get a pretty good fight from the Hawks, that they're a pretty well-put-together team. They did that, but your team persevered, and kind of put things away in the fourth quarter. 
Absolutely. I, I give Bubba and his team and his coaching staff a lot of credit. And uh, I've been, I've coached in that league before, and I know how much it means to those guys when they get a chance to play, um, you know, a Power Five team. And and I knew they were coming in uh, not just to be here, but to try to beat us. And um, the game was different than what I expected, you know, and they did a great job. Uh, glad our kids found a way to finish. I know you got asked about Anthony Grant in the post-game press conference. Have you been seeing that from him in spring ball and through fall camp, those kind of plays? Yeah, he's uh, he's gotten better and better, though. You know, early on, uh, I think it took a while to get in shape and get comfortable with what he's doing. we got several backs right now that if we can get them to the second level, they're capable of making somebody miss and turn it into a big play. That makes a big difference. That long run he had, uh, I need to see it on tape, but I don't I don't know exactly how well it was blocked. He, uh, he just found a way to get through and, and make a play on his own. So... Um, Playmakers matter, and uh, we got several of them in the backfield. Yeah, it looks like your freshman, A.J. Allen, is, is showing why you have enough confidence to put him out there. He's making plays in week one and now week two. Yeah, I said in the press conference, uh, those two are really good players. Uh, Ramir Johnson's a great football player, and we got to keep finding ways to get him touches. And Gabe Irvin's a good football player. Uh, that's not even talking about Jockey Ant, who is going to keep coming along. So uh, happy for all those guys. It's, it's going to be tough to, to give them all as many touches as they want, but they're all important parts of the team. Valentino's, a slice of home you just can't get anywhere else. What started with a treasured family recipe in Lincoln, Nebraska, has become a classic Italian tradition for 65 years. More with the coach coming up next. Looking for ways to get more for what you grow? Central Valley Ag can help you grow value-added grain. Central Valley Ag, the official co-op of Husker Nation. Nebraska 38-17 winner over North Dakota today. 17 all third quarter, but you guys really kind of put things together. You got some stops defensively. You started to get more pressure on the quarterback. It had to be nice to see both Garrett and O'Shawn get sacks in this one. Yeah, um, was hoping I'd see that in game one. Didn't We got it in game two. Hope that's the first of many. Things just felt better in the second half. I think we had a better rhythm on offense. Um, we didn't put the D in as many bad positions except for after the interception, and, and I thought they answered the bell when they needed to. Special teams today. Again, Brian Buschini only had to punt twice but did a nice job there. You did miss a field goal from Timmy, but he made the long 46-yarder to kind of give you a little space in the game. Yeah, Timmy's going to be fine. Uh, it was great to see him hit the one. Um, thought Brian, Brian's going to be one of our best players and a weapon for us. We made a couple dumb plays on special teams. After a great pump block, uh, we're taught not to go pick that up and try to. Uh, Wyatt Lever's one of the best kids on our team, one of the smartest kids on the team. and uh, He's from O'Neill. I went to kindergarten and first grade in O'Neill, so I might have to check both of us and make sure we got educated right. And I only say that because he's, he's one of the – leaders and best teammates on our team and um, I know th those are things that will get fixed. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports than Fairbury. Fairbury premium quality hot dogs deliver the home game experience to your family and friends. Fairbury the official hot dog of Husker Nation. Back with some final thoughts from the coach coming up next. Nebraska 38-17 winner today. The record now 1-1 one and one in a year. What was I, I could hear a little bit of noise coming out of the locker room. I, I would imagine a little bit of relief of getting a victory and getting the, getting the first one of 2022. Yeah, I, you know Again, today didn't exactly go to plan, but I, I think it's going to help us in the long run. Um, I think the kids know how talented they are and how good they can be, and, and when we're humming, uh, we look really good on both sides of the ball. There's been a few too many mistakes and little things here and there that cost us a game last week and kept a team in the game this week. Uh, so we're in a perfect place, a, a team that knows they can be good, but they're not there yet. I'm guessing you're glad you don't have an eight-hour plane ride now ahead of you. 
yeah, looking forward to going and seeing my wife and, and kids and uh, getting up and getting ready for uh, for another opponent next week that's going to play their first game today. Congratulations. Have a good night. Thank you. Comments of the head coach of the Huskers. Hey, our conversation with the coach is sponsored by Valentino's, a slice of home you just can't get anywhere else. Jessica will have a lot more from the locker room coming up next. Welcome into the locker room show. I'm Jessica Cootie here with tight end Chancellor Burrington. Well, how good did that one feel to get in the win column? Um, it felt good. A win's a win. Um, never take it for granted. Um, got some things we got to clean up, but overall, man, we're just happy to get a win. Yeah, I mean, it, and it kind of seemed like at times the offense is out of rhythm. How do you guys get into a rhythm quicker and, and more consistently? Um, for us in the locker room, this is our first time as an offense really um, coming together. We got new coaches, new players, new transfers. Um, so, honestly, we just got to get back in the lab. Uh, we're going to be clicking more and more as the season goes. How about Anthony Grant and the day he had? Yeah, you just got to give him a lane. And um, sometimes you don't even have to give him a lane. and He'll just make something happen. So, uh, we just got to work on gapping things out and um, just blocking our butt off. How good was it to run the ball like that when last week you guys didn't run the ball as well? Yeah, that's just adjustment. Um, that was a point of emphasis in practice, so um, that was kudos for us for uh, fixing that. How good did it feel for you to get into the end zone? You were blocking all day. I know they were giving you a lot of props for, for your job in the blocking game, but for, to get into the end zone, how good did that feel? No, it felt good, um, but whatever the team needs, that's what I'm going to do. So um, I was rewarded with a little grab, but... Um, if next week I got to catch 10 passes, that's what I'm going to do. If next week I got to block 10 dudes, then I'm going to do that too. Did you know that play call was coming? No, I had no idea. I was like, well, are we really running this right now? <laughs> so I was like, but I was like, okay, we got to score then. You, know, you and, and the other tight ends, for you guys to step up and, and build that depth behind Travis after he got hurt that week, how, how big was that for you guys to, to step up and pick him up? Yeah, I just think that goes back to a testament of uh, who Coach Beck is and uh, the detail he uh, makes his players play with. Uh, we were all locked in. He said uh, there shouldn't be a, a let off in a place when Travis went down and there wasn't. And then how do you guys build off of this uh, moving forward and, and get ready for next week? Uh, momentum is huge off of a win. Um, keep building. George Southern's a good team. Um, but really, 1-0, that's all you can be happy about. Appreciate it. Congrats on the win. Yep, thank you. Again, that is Chancellor Brewington. We're going to take a quick break here on the Locker Room Show, but we got more when we return right after this. Welcome back into the Locker Room Show. I'm Jessica Cootie here with Chris Klarvik. Well, I know it wasn't easy, but how good did it feel to battle it out and get in the win column? Um, it's especially good to get a win in front of these fans in this stadium. Um, playing in this stadium is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's amazing um, playing in front of these passionate fans who, you know, obviously last week wasn't what we wanted, but we still packed the stadium. They still packed the stadium, and we just giving a shout-out to the fans and, and for, for still showing up and um, being proud of their team. It means a lot. I know that there were a couple of ways that you guys were disappointed, but for the most part, I mean, pretty much less than 300 total yards by them. So how good was it for this defense to, to even when there's a little bit of adversity to battle through that and, and to get off the field when you needed to? I think it's just everybody figuring out where they fit in this defense and what, what their what their role is in this defense and everybody, everybody figuring out where they fit in and how they can best help this defense. And I think people are figuring that out. And, um, and are figuring out how to how to best use everybody in the defense, and people are kind of, and it's kind of it's kind of fitting together. And you know, sometimes it takes a couple games to, to figure that out, and I think we're figuring that out right now. What about for you moving back inside today to help out with Nick Henrich being out? Yeah, yeah. They um, at the be at the beginning of the week, you know, Nick Nick was they told me Nick was going to be out this week, and I said, you know, I'll, I would definitely definitely play Mike this week, just or however long he's going to be out, whatever that's going to be, two, three, whatever whatever weeks that's going to be for. I don't even, I honestly don't even know right now, but they just said they that I, I needed to play Mike this week, and I, I was up for it. And um, you know, having played it last year, I hadn't I hadn't really practiced it all until till really this week since last year, but. Um, 
just having that um, having that experience helped a lot. And you know, um, Coach Rude is a really really helps with um, you know figuring out how to play against the offense that you're playing with the scheme that they're playing. He's really, really detailed in that. And so just the preparation that these guys helped me with. And, um, you know, I just, I went out there and, and played football like I know how to play football. How important is it to have that depth behind those guys, Luke and, and Nick? Definitely important. You know, the Big Ten, it's a long season and, and guys get banged up. Guys get, guys get hurt. Guys get little things. And um, especially for me being able to, I feel like I can play Mike Will and Nickel. And um, just being able to do that and help this team in any way I can and, and help this team win. Because um, that's really what I want. I want to help this team win, and I want to help, um, you know, this fan base and this team get back to, um, back to where we want to be, and, and that's what I want to do today. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you. Again, that was Chris Kalarvik. We're back with more from the locker room right after this. Welcome back into the locker room show. I'm Jessica Cootie here with Quentin Newsom. Well, I know it wasn't easy, but to find a way to win for this team, how good was that, and, and to get that first win of the season? Um, it felt great uh, just being back in Memorial Stadium. Um, you know. Not coming out how we wanted to, but toward the second half, we started playing the football that we used to playing, and um, I'm glad that we came out with a victory. They were playing keep away a little bit from the offense. You guys were on the field for a long time. What was the message to keep fighting for, for you guys, for the black shirts? Uh, we we got the mentality that no matter what happens, we're going to go out on the field and handle business and um, and just, just uh, make sure we respond with a positive attitude. And you mentioned there in the second half kind of playing how you want to play. It was offense and defense. How much did you guys start feeding off of each other there, especially at the end? Uh, we, uh, you know, the offense, they started picking it up, you know, and them picking it up allowed us to gain more momentum, and it was, it was just a great feeling. And overall, I mean, until that last drive, you guys held them under 300 yards of total offense. I mean, how, how good is that for a defense to, to do that to an offense? Um, it's, 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 it's just great to, um, you know, be able to, you know, shut down. <laughs> be able to shut down. <laughs> be able to shut down the offense like that, uh, and you know it's just it's just uh, it's just great when we hitting on all cylinders. What were the big takeaways that you guys need to to take away from this one moving forward? Um, just coming out uh, more aggressive, attacking everybody we see, um, and just just flying around more. You guys have a lot of new pieces there in the secondary. How much are you getting a feel for each other and, and what you guys need to do back there? Um, I would say uh, you know just communication, just just staying together, just. You know, hanging out outside of the football field, just things like that that'll keep us close. All right, appreciate your time. Mm, thank you. And that is Quentin Newsom. And the Locker Room Show is sponsored by Farmers Mutual of Nebraska. Experience the personalized difference when your insurance is kept local. Visit fmne.com to contact an agent near you. Back with our final segment of the Locker Room Show right after this. Welcome back into our final segment here of the Locker Room Show. I'm Jessica Cootie here with Javen Ray. Well, how did it feel to be back out there in front of a Husker Nation? It's been great. Um, it's been two and a half years, so... It's just electrifying when I get out there. It's, it's amazing. I saw your face after you made the big play, and you just seemed so joyful to be there, and your teammates were so happy for you. So how, how big was that moment to make that play and then to be so appreciated? It was, it was, it was amazing, actually. You used the right word, joyful. Man, I was full of joy. It's my first time back in Memorial Stadium. I made a big play. I, it's kind of surreal. It's, yeah, I just I can't explain it. How appreciative are you to be able to be back? Oh, so appreciative. I kind of approach the game in a different light. Um, I'm trying to contribute the way as much as possible, and uh, and I try to go into my role as much as possible. You know. We've heard a lot of positive things about you figuring out, you know, a role that that they want the defense wants you to play. So, what's gone into that for you to find that role for this defense? Yeah. Um, I whatever Coach Chins wants me to do, I'll do it. So. Um, I just I just make sure I'm ready, make sure I stay ready in my playbook, get like be ready on the sideline and just whatever. 
I know it was a battle, but how was the defense able to stay together, especially in times when you couldn't get off the field? And it, I know it had to be frustrating, but yeah. you stayed together and you stuck it out and you got off the field when you needed to get off the field. It's it, it's definitely with like uplifting players and definitely off season training helped help uh, help with that like with emotionals eh, emotions out there. My bad. Um, so like all the stuff we've been through, all the off season training, we can just lean back on that with the relationships that we built. We can just like come on guys like. We got this. We've been through this now. We've been this. We've been through this for like a couple of years. Like it's nothing new. We just got to change the outcome. And I know Coach Frost at halftime was not happy with the offense. So right. especially at the end, for both the offense and defense to be clicking, how much can you guys build off of that moving forward? Man, um, offense just we just need to be clicking on all cylinders. That uh, some parts don't click at the same time. So next game, that's where we're definitely going to focus on. Appreciate your time. Great to see you back out there. Thank you. And that is Javen Wright. And that will wrap up the locker room show. We've got Big Red Reaction coming up next. Here with Anthony Grant. Well, how fun was that for you to get things going on the ground today? Um, it was it was really fun, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, saying, having all the runs that I had, um, you know what I'm saying? Scoring them two touchdowns, it was, I'm saying it was really un unbelievable for real. Your first touchdown here in Memorial Stadium. Take me back through that one and, and how fun that one was and how good that one felt to get into the end zone. Uh, it felt it felt great, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying? Following my blockers and you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, busting it out at the last minute. It was you know what I'm saying, it was a really a really great run and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people talk though that you make plays, like just give you a little bit of space and you can get it done. How have you developed that? What's gone into it to being able to make those those big explosive plays happen? Mm -hmm. uh, I just feel like I just really feel like, you know what I'm saying, all, all the work that I put in, um, you know what I'm saying, all the training I did, all the work I did this off season, um, you know what I'm saying, and just, you know what I'm saying, really just listening to my coaches and, you know what I'm saying, trying to um, do what's best for us and for the team and stuff like that. So, Do you see something when it happens or, or you just feel it as it goes? Uh, you know, I, I definitely use my vision, you know what I'm saying, as I run, but, um, you know, um, it's a, it's a, it's also a great feeling, you know what I'm saying, when you when you break free. Uh -huh. Yeah. 189 yards for you, but also AJ Allen got in the mix. You guys over 200 yards rushing. How good was that? Because I know you guys were disappointed in how you ran the ball a week ago, but to have the day on the ground you had today. Uh, I feel like I feel like rushing is a very a very important thing for us to do this year, and you know what I'm saying, just just for our offense in general. Um, you know what I'm saying. I, I really feel like with the like as as we go. Uh, as we go along in the season, like we're gonna have to, you know, what I'm saying, run the ball and, you know, what I'm saying, um, be able to run, run the ball against, you know, what I'm saying, other defenses and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a, you know, what I'm saying, key thing for us I, during this year. I know it hurt last week to lose Travis Bokelik, and he's a big time, not even just catching the ball, but blocking. So, how good were the tight ends and the way they stepped up to Chancellor Brewington, Nate Borgager, those guys, in stepping up for the offense today? Uh, uh it was great. I mean. The you know what I'm saying the, the offensive line and tight ends you know they really they really you know what I'm saying was making their blocks and um, you know what I'm saying do, doing what they could to you know what I'm saying help us win and uh, I'm saying it, play, it played a, it played a you know what I'm saying key role and you know what I'm saying some of them runs that I you know what I'm saying I busted out so um, you know uh, I can I couldn't thank, I couldn't thank them boys you know what I'm saying anymore like anymore how do you how do you guys as an offense build off of what you did today what happened today. Uh, I feel that I feel that um, we really we really could have started we really could have started you know what I'm saying faster and you know what I'm saying better than what we did but um, you know what I'm saying 
as you know, as, as games go, you know, what I'm saying we got to stay patient. You know, what I'm saying when we when we're um, you know, what I'm saying when we you know, what I'm saying have little mistakes like that and things like that. Like we got to stay patient. We got to just keep rolling with it. I got to ask you. You were here in the spring game, but your first game day in Lincoln, inside Memorial Stadium, the tunnel walk, all of it. How was it? Uh, it was great, you know what I'm saying, seeing all the, the fans, the kids, you know what I'm saying, just everybody out there. It was really unbelievable. How fired up were you when you came out of that tunnel and you run out? I mean, the tunnel walk is one of the best traditions in college football. So how, how fired up were you when you, you got out of that tunnel? Yeah, uh, I was um, too fired up, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> coming out the tunnel and just, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, the fireworks and everything. Uh, it, it was unbelievable. Appreciate your time. Great game today. Yes, man. Thank you.